Thaddeus Ellenberg presents Casual Friday Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg The Ellenberg Posts In the coming months, Arugula and Sons Publishing will be releasing the selected social media stylings of Thaddeus Ellenberg. Composed of intuitive observations and imparted wisdom, this 900-page first volume offers fans unprecedented insight into the young master's musings and a window into his early onset dementia. But like the funny kind. Following are several fascinating excerpts. When walking through a rough neighborhood, the best defense is to hold out your hands and study them with first a vacant expression, then a disturbed look, like you can't believe you just strangled someone. In my spare time or late at night, whichever finds me in form-fitting pants, I rate and review churches I've never been to on Yelp. On this date in 1746, Nathaniel Buddington was born to aristocratic Puritan parents. The first in a pedigree of inventors and forward thinkers, Nathaniel developed the first ever spring-loaded snake in a can, which he presented to Lady Nevin during the royal wedding of Lord Hackenham. In a fright, Sir Charles Tufflebottom, Lady Nevin's regal beagle and usher number three, took shelter under the bride's billowy gown and remained there for the entirety of the evening an act that caused Lord Hackenham a great deal of torment. You ever look at a piece of cake and think, we don't need to get any plates involved in this, it'll be real quick. I met a young woman at the beach today. She was very attractive and it was obvious she was trying to get my attention. But still somehow her signals were mixed, and after a few coy glances in her direction, she sank beneath the surface of the water where she remained the rest of the day. It was not meant to be. Skill. I can spot a La Quinta from any angle. As of late, I've found myself penniless and on the bum. I've taken two archaic expressions and am crippled by irrational fears. Time moves forward in a backward motion, concealed in a fog. Not to mention I keep mistaking the Watch Again section of my Netflix as the most successful suggested show category ever. After much deliberation, I've decided cremations for me. It was a long and careful decision, when simplified thanks to the overly aggressive and somewhat sinister coffin salesman with unusually large teeth. However, I would like my ashes to be donated to the Brookhaven School for Cats and must insist that they be labeled properly. She said she wanted an expensive meal, so I bought us two plane tickets to Shanghai and we ate in the terminal at Chad's Chili Hut cost me a fortune. I'm talking to myself more and more these days. Occasionally, I'll have a particularly sardonic comment or insight, but mostly I'll just bore myself with macrame talk and seasonal quiche recipes. 
My test results are back from the lab, and it appears I'm prone to fits of adorableness. Please keep me in your thoughts during this difficult time. Part of a monumental declaration yesterday, the International Nut Association announced publicly, after maintaining its silence on the subject for nearly 60 years, that there is absolutely no difference between pecans and walnuts. I fucking knew it, shouted an angry protester outside the INA headquarters in Texas. The report took precedence over last week's tarnishing publication of the council's plot to cover up its involvement in the newfangled and substandard production of holiday fruitcakes. Idea for a story. A man is killed in a two-car collision while attempting to drive both cars. Police find that both vehicles belong to the deceased and are registered to his home address. In his obituary, the man's family asks for bus fare in lieu of flowers. My membership to the Mile High Club was revoked en route to Singapore after a rather unpleasant incident involving a group of missionaries and a stack of in-flight meals. Sometimes when I'm feeling particularly wicked, I'll place an apple core next to an uneaten apple so it can sit with the horror that awaits it. Just applied my straightest stamp ever. I think I'll take a break from letters for a while. See what else is out there. It's a big world. And when you've achieved the level of postage success as I have, well, that's when you know it's time to find a new adventure. Hummingbirds and diabetics are perfect adversaries. For a single man living alone, I have way too many items in my kitchen labeled family size. Downtown, here Ellenberg is referring to San Francisco, has become so displeasing to practically all of my senses that the most sincere form of joy I found during my walk home this evening was watching a rat lick a discarded spoon from Ben and Jerry's. Of all the opportunities I've squandered, this last one was the most recent. It was on this day in 1929, stage actor Feifel Herschelhorn performed in the first production of the now-celebrated Yiddish comedy My Fat Fetter, or My Fat Uncle. At the time, audiences were confused by the thespian's choice to perform the Hasidic dance scene, half-shaved and in his bathrobe, a creative decision which would have ruined the evening if not for the theater's elegant tapestries and salt-free popcorn. If you were born in the late 80s and you recognize a song but don't know who it's by, it's Hootie and the Blowfish. Goal, to get my weight to the point where I need to manually add an extra hole to my belt, to which end of the pre-existing holes has yet to be determined. Couple up with the nice one, so when the right one shows, you'll be unavailable. It'll work out beautifully for everyone involved. What a wonderful and dizzying whirlwind these past couple days have been. As some of you may already know, my life has recently taken an unexpected turn after the media broke the story of my flawless stamp application. It's been a round-the-clock congratulatory outpouring from friends and relatives and friends of relatives, but sadly no relative friends. This evening I'll be receiving three Lifetime Achievement Awards from both the National and American Philatelic Societies, as well as the Royal Philatelic Society of Cambridge at their American location in Providence. Three Lifetime Achievement Awards in one night is the highest honor one man can accomplish. 
Unfortunately, each awards dinner will be serving a similar menu of franks and beans, and will kick off a mere hour apart. I'm told that before my speech, the chairman of each respected society will expound on and elevate my lengthy list of achievements, from very fine to extremely fine, as I exhibited a long career of unmatched centeredness and perfect margins. Growing up, girls always told me I had the prettiest margins. I'm afraid my situation has grown dire. An uneasy feeling plagues my evenings. I'm consumed with paranoia and jealousy and have taken to gnawing at the posts of my bed. I fear my feral state will be a hindrance to my social life, especially around the pool at the club. Today I noticed an unbent drinking straw on the sidewalk and thought, what a waste. As I was coming home, my neighbor's friends loitering outside called me a dickhead. So after they left, I broke into their apartment and opened all their food. I wear sunscreen to work, so I at least smell like I'm having fun. It's like my grandfather used to say, threesomes are a great source of entertainment, until the other two start having rehearsals without you. Before I record, I call Amazon customer service to warm up my voice. The scene of someone going in for a hug and being met with a handshake is an extremely accurate visual representation of my life. I've become so disillusioned by the benefits of health and the mainstream definition of success, I honestly can't do it anymore. I mean, yeah, I want to work out and eat better, wear those fitness shoes with the soles that look like a white disposable beer cooler that's washed up on the shore. But will all these things make me happy? A recent poll of leading donut chains say no, they won't. You do it to live longer, right? Well, I'm glad you brought that up, because I've been doing some thinking. Unfortunately, I've been getting sidetracked by the thought of fried cheese. From there, things naturally work themselves out 25 to 30 minutes later, depending on desired crispiness. I just did the most San Francisco thing ever. I gave directions to someone that was already being helped then made them choose. Nights are still a struggle. Delirium afflicts my now worsening mood, which has subsequently produced not only the usage of present perfect verbs, but the animation of my coat rack. This evening, I was treated to a charming rendition of Love for Sale with an accompaniment of flannel shirts and a winter scarf. Most people don't realize I was a famous jazz guitarist in the 1950s. With each day, I realize my life is nothing more than a host of cherished moments. Whimsical and random and wrapped up with a big bow at the end of each year, only to be tossed out after Christmas, along with the turkey carcass and that used wrapping paper Grandma wanted to keep, then retaliated against the entire family by eating all the desserts. Which really was for the best, because Grandma stopped making edible and frankly coherent dishes a long time ago. I mean, you just, you can't even get this stuff down. This has been a production of Thaddeus Ellenberg's Casual Friday. Written and read by Thaddeus Ellenberg. With an introduction by Nicole Kalasich and artwork by Adrian Lobel. 
This series is independently produced by Thaddeus Ellenberg and Will Scovel. To find more episodes and information, visit our website at casualfridaypodcast.org or email us at contact.casualfriday at gmail.com. 